Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back, bloomers. Today's episode is going to be a Mother's Day special. I've never done it before, so bear with me. I have a special guest for this podcast episode, so let me just uh, give you the backstory of why I decided to have a guest for this Mother's Day special. I wanted to bring on this special woman. She's a millennial, and she's one of the hardest working women that I know. I really wanted to dedicate this podcast episode to focusing on women millennials who are mothers and they're doing it all we we haven't had very many examples of these types of women in the world we've always had mothers day special referring to you know older ladies or what they've done back in the day but for this one i really wanted to have that conversation with a millennial wife mother of two coming into this world and trying to manage and navigate everything that's coming at her all at the same time. And I want to celebrate women who do the most because we are super women. And so much more, the mothers, they are super women because they have to literally do everything. So I really wanted to dedicate this podcast episode to celebrating millennial moms out there who are really doing it all and not complaining about it and having to to brave this world and do it with perfection, right? Lots of pressure. So our guest today is Colleen Reed. Uh, she's an influencer. She's also uh, a mom and a wife. And so, hello, Colleen. Hi. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm so glad you're here today. I know it. You know you've been very busy. You're doing the most, but I'm really glad that you were able to come on this podcast episode for the Mother's Day special. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So Colleen will share her development as a millennial mother her challenges, her success, and how she has effectively impacted her community through her influencer business as well as what she does nine to five every day. So Colleen, this is your first time on Orchid Bloom's podcast, so welcome. (laughs) Can you share with us your background? My name is Colleen Reed. I was born and raised in Toronto. I am half Jamaican and half Ghanaian. I am married to an incredible Jamaican husband, and we have two children, our daughters, Charlotte and Chelsea. I work with children and their families, and in my free time, I work as a content creator, and my favorite platform is undoubtedly Instagram, followed by TikTok, and over there, I create content around millennial motherhood, marriage, and just life as a black woman taking up space unapologetically wow that is beautiful and you sound amazing so i recall meeting you when i went to university of ottawa and you were just an amazing person i knew that you came from toronto so i've always wanted to ask you this question why did you choose ottawa to continue your studies and what did you study in school all right well this one I would say I chose Ottawa because I wanted a fresh start. I wanted to move away from home. I wanted to go somewhere where I could continue my love for French. And I knew that Ottawa would be it. I also knew that Ottawa was not as busy as Toronto. And although I am a city lover, I'm I'm a city girl through and through, I needed something different. I needed a fresh start. I needed a break from Toronto and an opportunity to, to thrive in my purpose and what I believe to be my calling. Wow. And what did you study? I studied, oh, I'm so sorry. I studied criminology and women's studies. Yes, I remember the criminal studies part because um, I knew that when we were in WISE and I remember you were a member of WISE and, you know, we'd always have these discussions. You'd always kind of reference something that you have been learning in your minor course. So that when you said that, it triggered my memory. <laughs> Good, good. All right. So you were, and I have to say were, um, a mama bearing university, if my memory serves. While being a student, maintaining a relationship, and serving the church, what would you contribute to your ability to multitask in 
all these areas? I think I would have to say just how I was raised. Um, my mom was and still is a great multitasker. So that is what I grew up knowing. And it's something that I've done and I continue to do. I have to be honest and say that sometimes I do it to my detriment. So lately I've found myself kind of slowing down a bit, mm-hmm. trying to focus a little bit more because sometimes I can do multitasking really well, but sometimes it's just, it's not such a good idea. No, it isn't. You know? But yeah, naturally, um, I have the natural ability to multitask and that is what I know. Yeah, that's good to hear because honestly, with everything that's going on and there's so many women that are doing so much, they tend to forget that burnout is an issue. It does happen. Exhaustion. You can't give your 110% or 150% to all the areas that you're tackling at once. So remembering that you're human and that, you know, you focus on one thing at a time rather than 20 things at a time is very helpful to preventing burnout. Absolutely. I I agree 100%. Wonderful. So next question for you, my dear. Was there a time when your nurturing behavior ever affected your relationships in a negative way? I want to say for the most part, no. But I am human. (laughs) (laughs) And, And I am flawed. And I do realize that I am somebody who loves very very hard and sometimes I think that my intentions as great as they may be in theory Mm -hmm. it doesn't always it doesn't always play out like that in reality Mm -hmm. and that is a hard truth to swallow but that's just what it is. So yeah. I would say for the most part, it hasn't. But there is, let's say, 10% that it has. Um, and I've had to make amends mm-hmm. for that. And I've also had to make peace with that mm-hmm. and use that as learning lessons yes. to guide me moving forward, you know? Yes. And that's the one thing I remembered even from the university days um, mm-hmm. when I've met some of you know your church friends. I find that you were so very intentional with the relationship that you had with each and every one of the women or men that were in your life. And that's something that really stood out for me is how purposeful you were even with the conversations that you have, the the life that you speak into them, you know what I mean? The support that you gave them. And so I was like, I need to know, like, is it this perfect all the time? just based on my own perception because I was like this woman she just she just knows how to really touch the hearts of the people around her thank you and Um, yeah it's just it was an inspiration to watch I I love doing it I I love pouring into others Mm -hmm. I want the people who are in my life to know that I truly deeply care um, because if I didn't, they wouldn't be there. Yes. It's really just that simple. If I had you in my life, you are there for a reason. Um, and I just, I love deeply. I love heart. And I'm glad that you see that. And, and you have seen that from the, the time that you have known me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is important to me to pour into the people that I surround myself with or who I come into contact with. Yes, relationships, especially positive relationships, relationships where women are supporting women or men men and women are supporting each other is very important. And a lot of people tend to forget that these relationships will help you in the future. If something happens, God forbid, um, and you need someone to come in and help support you, these friends that you pour into will hopefully if you chose right, right, be there to support you in any way possible, just as you would have done for them. Mm-hmm. Relationships mm-hmm. are very important. They are, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> so next question. Please explain the level of dedication that you have with God. Mm, this is a big question. <laughs> yeah, it's a thick, thick question. Yeah, it's a big one. Um... I would like to describe the relationship that I have with God as fairly consistent. And to get there, I had to fall a couple of times. Fall hard, really, really hard. Be in a position where, you know, I'm on my back looking up to God and wondering, how did I get here? 
Mm-hmm. And so something that I have realized and just as how I've been intentional in my relationships with fellow human beings, I have realized that I have to be intentional in my relationship with God. And so as busy as I am and as busy as life is, I find that taking time to check in with God first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. just it does something for me. And it's a positive thing. Yes. So is the relationship perfect? Not at all. And it never will be because I'm a flawed human being. But what it has been is getting more and more consistent because I realize that I I am nothing without God. That is just my belief, right? To each his own. But for me, I am better riding through the storms of life with God than I would be without him. Yes. So I try my best to be as consistent as possible. And if I can be intentional about my relationship with other human beings, I can most certainly be intentional about my relationship with the one that gives me life. Yes. And who has blessed me with the things that I have in my life right now. Yes. And I really appreciated how you define that as well. I like how you've taken on the responsibility for your your contribution to your relationship with the Lord, right? Where a lot of people, when they go into prayer mode, it's always like, it always seems that they are asking for something and they're not saying, what can I do to strengthen this connection? To how, yeah. What can I do to strengthen this relationship with you, Lord? You know what I mean? And I so... Think it's because it's easier sometimes. It you is, know, but without the connection... Right how how is it going to work that's true so that's that's kind of why i really wanted to ask this question because that's one thing i noticed about you is your dedication to god i mean you were always in church you were always helping out in every way possible i see you mentoring to you know kids that are younger than you and you're you're so invested and seeing the progress in their lives and seeing them do better in their lives and i thought in order to have that energy to be that person for so many people in and outside of the church like what is your level of connection with god because that's energy (laughs) (laughs) it is is. like i said I'm, i'm always striving for consistency not perfection it's never going to be that um but when you have been through some things you you know better and you're supposed to move differently Mm -hmm. um there are some times that i fall and i am not going to shy away from that this is not a perfect relationship that i have with god but we've been doing some growing Mm -hmm. and i'm happy to be where i am today like i said i am better with god than i am without him so yes i love that so how did your relationship with god affect your relationships your concept of love and helped define what you wanted out of life another big question yeah three categories girl i was like break it down (laughs) all right all right all right um well, like I said, there were some growing pains throughout my relationship with God. I was born and raised in the church, the Adventist church, let me be specific. Um, born and raised into the Adventist church, that is what I know, and that is what I love. And I think that when I moved away from home, I really had the opportunity to explore my relationship with God on my own, outside of the boundaries, you could say, of my parents right being away from home it was not my responsibility whether i wanted to go to church or not that was totally up to me thankfully i wanted to go (laughs) um but there were some seasons that were hard and i would kind of tap out and i'd be like you know what god i don't know i don't know about this i'm just going through the motions i don't know if you're really hearing me if you're really seeing me but i just want to let you know i am tired you know and so there were those seasons that were hard they were challenging but i found myself always going back and that helped and continues to help me to be the woman that i am today it shoved it 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 shaped my concept of love in that wow love love is a beautiful thing when done right it is it is so beautiful and i knew that 
God would only give his personal best. Mm-hmm. Anything less than that, it, it wouldn't be for me. And I didn't always see it that way, but I learned that to be true. Yeah. And so I learned to lean into what God had for me and to listen and to understand when I am at peace with a decision that I have God's blessing. That is That is my interpretation anyway. When I'm at peace with a decision, when I am at peace in a relationship, um, I, I'm moving in the direction that I should be. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Having a clear path is everything. And some in this confusing world where there's so much noise and so many people telling you who to be and what you should be doing for a career and what you should be looking for in love, sometimes you just need to block out that noise and focus yeah. on what your heart is saying, what you truly need out of life. And, you know, communicating with God, just having a conversation like you're mad works. It helps. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you find that you went through a period of growth after walking away from your previous relationship in university before you found your husband? I do. I actually decided after that relationship had ended, because focus on what god had for me Mm. and i i didn't focus on what would be next because i wasn't sure i decided to focus on school and finishing up in my final year it took me longer to finish school than i had planned and so once that had ended i told god listen the next serious relationship that i am in let it be um with my future husband simple Mm. Um, and and that's that's what that was. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, as I went through school, I I focused on that. I focused on whatever job it was I was doing at the time, and just nurturing the relationships that I had with my my fellow girlfriends and and things like that. You mm. know, just growing as as a woman. Yes, that's beautiful. Because I mean. I do see a lot of of Christian women who have their heart set on this one person and in their mind they're like this is my husband and I know it for fact and it never it didn't work out not even never it just didn't work out and they just end up being so disappointed and so defeating asking themselves what's wrong with me like what did I do wrong and sometimes you know relationships just don't work it's not because you're a bad person. It's yeah. just it wasn't a good fit. And right. they start to break away from, from that relationship that they have with God because they're like, God, you told me this was my husband. You told me, like, why is it not working? And so they, they tend to just take a step back and all of a sudden, you know, stop really truly believing in the love that God has for them. And right. it can affect them on that level. So that's kind of the reason why I wanted to ask that question because... When I saw you both together, you were completely in love with this man in university. And so for you to walk away from that relationship still, um, you know, intact, like your soul was still there and your, your, your relationship with God became even stronger. I just, I really wanted to elaborate on, on that experience that you went through because it was growth in, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, um, I didn't think that um, any of the serious relationships I've had, whether it be all in an end all, Mm -hmm. I just had to accept that if it wasn't for me, it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that it was easy. You know, when I speak about being in a season of growing pains, that's a part of it. You know, it wasn't just, okay, a relationship ended. Oh, all right, on to the next. No, no, there was a period of mourning the loss yes. of that relationship. There were some dark days, but at the end of the day, I knew that God had seen every tear that I had cried mm. and he knew my heart. And when he was ready to put me in the right relationship, he would. Wow. In the meantime, I had to just, I had to keep moving forward, you know, like that's it. I had to keep moving. Right? Yes, keep Whether living. Whether I was crying at night or whatever, life still went on and I still moved to the beat of that drum yes no I really like that I find I feel like your response was very inspirational 
So thank you for truly sharing that. It can be used in all areas of life that we've been disappointed in. You just have to remember to live. You know, your life is not over. Just because this was a denial, it doesn't mean that the door is completely closed for you to find love, for you to find a career that you're looking for, for you to find the types of people to connect with and relationships. What you said can be can be used in all facets of life. So I really appreciate that. I'm telling you the wisdom. You're always dropping gems, always. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about your love story and finding your husband. All right. Well, um, my love story was an unexpected one, to be honest. Mm. Uh, My husband, well, my now husband and I, we met at a church event that happens yearly in Toronto, as you know. I lived in Ottawa, and I went down to Toronto for the day. Not even for the weekend, it was just for the day. And I was uh, fulfilling a request from my youth pastor at the time to participate in a program at the event that we call Camp Meeting. And after I had done that, and this period, I went to lunch with my girlfriend and her family, and right before going there i was introduced to her husband's friend and that is how we met we ended up talking sometime later that day and we clicked but not in the oh my goodness this could be my future husband or my future wife it was more like you're cool (laughs) okay cool (laughs) and uh we exchanged numbers And a week later, um, my friends, the ones that introduced us, as well as um, him, Keith, they visited me in Ottawa. And a week from the day that we met, he asked me to be his girlfriend. And we hit the ground running from there. Wow. You know, totally unexpected. Yes. Yeah. I really like that. So what was some of the traits you were considering when looking for a husband? And keep in mind, when I when I created this question, I didn't realize that you weren't looking. So you can ignore the looking part. But before, you know, what after that relationship ended, I'm sure you and God had the conversation that, okay, this is what I need in my life right now, God, especially if, you know, I'm going to get married. This, These are my list kind of thing. So yeah. did you just pray about it and he just showed up or did you pray and then put in the work in yourself to get to the level mm-hmm. to be with the man of your dreams? Mm-hmm. I would say that I prayed about it and I also just did the work on being the kind of woman that a good man would want to marry. I had a principal who once said to me that I should have a list of non-negotiable mm-hmm. things that I am not willing to change and I believe that he was spot on with that advice there were some things that i was not willing to compromise on Mm -hmm. number one was my thing i needed a man who was willing to seek after god's heart that was my number one thing i needed him to be honest um i needed him to be kind Mm. and selfless those were important very very important traits for me that i was not willing to budge on Everything else was, you know, secondary, tertiary, etc. But my number one thing was he had to be a man who sought after God's heart. Mm, I really um, like that. Yeah, he had to be selfless. Yes. He had to be kind. He had to be honest, you know. Um, but I did not actively go seeking. Yes. I said what I needed to say to God and I left it there. I knew that I was not a perfect human being, I'm still not, and I had some work to do, and I focused on doing that and just living life, Mm -hmm. and like I said, I said, you know, God, the next serious relationship I find myself in, it needs to be with my future husband, and that was, that was that, the next serious relationship I had was... The, the man who I married and who I'm with today. Wow, that's beautiful. I really like the the list that you you provided. I know that for for me, my list um, is communication, respect, trust, and loyalty. And then I 
Yes. And then, of course, I added on good character and integrity. And I've literally had a lot of people say to me, it doesn't matter if it's a, a woman or a man, would say to me when they ask when I tell them my list, they would say, well, you know, that's that's a very high expectation to have. And I said, no, because everything that I'm asking for is it's a basic human being trait. A good human being yeah. can do all of these yeah. things. It's not even work. It's not, it's not work. So yeah. based on some of the things that you even said, it sounds so basic, but it's so important. Very. You need a strong foundation. And I don't think that your list is too high. You need to be at peace with what you want in a life partner. Yes. Right? If you are choosing somebody to do life with, and those things that you label are basic, the bare minimum cannot be met, well then, you know, like, if we think about it, you want to be happy. Yes. You want to be happy. And if those are the things that you believe need to be met in order to build the foundation that you're going to have, well, then that is just what it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love your list. I think it's amazing. <laughs> and like I said, there was, you know, just a few things at the top of my list that I wanted that I would not compromise on. Yes, I definitely. That's why I was like, I'm going to ask her because I know this girl. She's not high maintenance. You know, no, she's not no, asking no, for the no, world. No. She's not even asking no. for a million dollars. She just wants him no, to be I'm a not. good man. That's it. <laughs> it's so that's simple. It, that's all. <laughs> that's it that's all exactly it's not work just be a good person that's it now you are starting your life as husband and wife was there any misconceptions of being a wife that you had to battle with doing all the things at the same time Ooh. doing all the things at the same time you had said it really well earlier that you cannot give 150 percent to everything at the exact time and it's true you can today i may win at being a wife and not so great at being a mom mm. and another day it might be in the reverse and that's okay i'm okay with that you know but that i struggled with because I grew up with the example of my mom specifically. She did all the things, and she did it all at once. But I realized how much that contributes to burnout. It does. And I don't want that for myself. I want to be happy, I'm not miserable, I'm not fussing over every little thing, you know. And I'm not talking about being permanently happy either, <laughs> but just having an inherent and sufficient level of joy yes yeah people people always assume that you know once you get married like everything's going to fall into place and you're going to be happy every day and i'm like but that's humanity is not happy all day every day right 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 and i think you know that's where we call that stage the honeymoon stage yes when everything feels great both Persons are saying all the right things and, and doing all of the right things. But to be honest, after a while, you get comfortable. Mm. <laughs> and, mm. and take from that what you will. Well, honestly, when I hear comfortable, I think peaceful. Mm. I like that. That's a great perspective. Yeah. I don't think of it as when someone says comfortable, they're thinking, you know, you, you settled. You're, you're comfortable. You're not happy, but you're not unhappy. You're just blah. No, it's... It's no, just yeah yeah comfortable is yes you know what comfortability comes with a level of peace yes um but i'm thinking or referring to comfortable as in you get used to certain things being a certain way mm -hmm. you might not be on top of things the way you you once were when you were dating um something my mom always used to say seeing you and live with me are two different things yeah and that can be applied right across the board mm -hmm. right intimate partner relationships or friendships see me and live with me are two completely different things right? yeah so I agree Another with thing that. I'll say, take from that what you will. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. No, I really like what you said because I've actually had this conversation with a lot of of guys that you know mm -hmm. wanted to date me or were was dating me, and they always have this perception of who they think I am based on how I interact out into the world. But literally, mm -hmm. when I get home, that person that you see outside is really not the person that walks into this my home. It's it's not the same person. So when you said that, 
it it's so true everyone just kind of has this expectations like oh she's lit out there so she must be lit at home no at home i'm a totally different person you don't see me dressing up i'm in my sweatpants i'm comfortable i put my foot up you know i don't care i eat whatever i want all of this all of this is it's completely 360 it's not the same person. So I definitely understand you know, that phrase in my own interpretation, of course. While you were a newlywed, were you working in the field that you studied? Goodness, no. Mm. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, I graduated from the University of Ottawa in June 2014. Um, my husband proposed July 2015. We married the following year in 2016. And from there, I basically, I was just surviving in terms of jobs. You know, I never thought that I would land my dream job right after I finished university. But I didn't think that it would take as long as it did. One thing that remains consistent, though, is that I worked with children and their families through and through, and I still do right now. But definitely, I was so far from my field of study and where I wanted to be. But I did what I had to do to get to where I am right now. And no regret, no regrets. I just didn't think that the journey would take as long as it did. Yes. And that's kind of, you know, what I, I, I understand from life. So whenever I hear a lot of people with their expectations of okay you know i'm gonna get married at this age i'm gonna have kids by this age and of course during that time i'm gonna have a good paying job and everything's just gonna fall into place and we're all just gonna be super duper happy we're gonna have the, the white house the white picket fence and we're gonna have the fancy cars and i'm like that's a beautiful plan but that's not life it really isn't for the majority for the majority it doesn't unfold that way exactly so yeah i just I just wanted to talk about that because newlyweds, yeah. it's great honeymoon phase. You have the, the mm -hmm. pink glasses on and everything is cheery. But when something is going successful in one area, there's always another area of your life where you're stuck. That's not going according to plan. And to mm -hmm. me, that's life. Yeah. That is. Everyone yeah, we all have our own share of ups and downs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a perception that being married means that everything will fall into place. <laughs> we know we're coming to this question. Money, career, family, debts cleared. What would you say to all of that? I think maybe that's what it is for some people, but it definitely was not the case for me. Um, I always knew that I wanted to be married and have children one day. As much as I am a planner, I like to have a plan A, B, C. I have a backup plan for the backup plan and a backup plan for that backup plan. Um, I did not ever assign an age to when I would want to be married and have children. I just knew that I did. I mm. wanted to. And so I'm getting married shortly after graduating school and having children within our first year of marriage. These were things that we wanted, but we did not um, make a concrete plan for, you know? So being in a serious relationship prior to getting married with, you know, with my husband and then he was my boyfriend, we talked about these things. Yes. Great conversations of what we want to our life to look like. And so I thought, okay, I have now graduated. I had met him shortly after crossing the graduating stage at Ottawa U. I thought, okay, you know, we'll marry, you know, we'll have children. Definitely after a year of marriage, you know, probably won't do that the first year. So many people say to enjoy your time as newlyweds. So I'm like, okay, great. We'll do that at some point and we'll get to travel and just live life. And somewhere along the line, I will land in my, my field of study and all will be well. We'll be able to, you know, buy a house. And girl, I had all of these plans, all of these ideas. Mm -hmm. And they were great, but they did not fall into line the way that I thought they would on my timeline. Yes. You know, if that makes sense. It just, it just did not. When I graduated from Ottawa U, I graduated with $50,000 in student loan debt. Um, I am nowhere near being a millionaire, so you can imagine that debt has not been cleared. <laughs> but I'm definitely married and a mom to two children and 
finally working in my field of interest, study, passion. So I'm happy now now that debt it, it's still waiting to be cleared. And that's okay too, because I have no regrets for choosing the university that I did. It was an incredible experience. Ten out of ten would highly recommend, even with the lows that I experienced. Yes. Even with um the challenging part, even with the dark part of that journey. Yes. Going away for school was the best thing that, that I chose to do in my life. Yes. But yes, all of those pieces, they have fallen into place, just not in a clear and succinct timeline. For some people, it happens. This girl right here, not so much. And, and that's okay. <laughs> I think the saying was, if you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans. Oh, goodness. Then I have him rolling over. <laughs> If there's something I can do, make a plan. <laughs> I know. When I hear that saying, I was like, really? And I've never heard it before. But as you're talking, I was like, she's, she's that planner. She plans A, B, C, and D. And then she'll add the E, F, G, H. And she just keeps going. <laughs> but, yeah. Guilty. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your expectation of being a mother prior to having children? Because every woman has this idea in her minds of, what kind of mother there'll be and how perfect it's going to be and what happened. All right, well, for me, my main goal was to be intentional. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be an intentional mother. You'll hear me say over and over again, it's not about being perfect because it's just, it's just not. Um, I love, 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 love being a mom, as I mentioned. It is something that I've always wanted to do. In fact, I wanted to have five children. But let me tell you something. <laughs> Life will humble you, okay? <laughs> Life will humble you. Um, motherhood was really easy in the beginning, even with the lack of sleep, mm -hmm. even with um, the pains that came with breastfeeding in the first uh, two months. But as the girls grow and they have their own personality, um, very much like mine, actually, <laughs> So I guess this is where I have got laughing too. Um, <laughs> it's it's a lot, you know. Um, do I desire to have, have five children? No, 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 no. I, I do not. I don't. Um, my heart is quite full, actually. And my hands are too. So uh, for me, prior to, be, prior to becoming a mom, I just wanted to be intentional about what I did. I didn't think it all the way through completely. Mm -hmm. I like to say that I'm winning motherhood as intentionally as I can because that's, that's literally what I'm doing. I did not look up tips and tricks of being a great mom. You know, there are a lot of parenting books. I promise you, I never picked up one. Wow. I just didn't. You know, we were so happy um, with the news that we were expecting our first daughter because our children were not planned. Um, we just knew that we would want to have them one day, right? Yes. Uh, but again, they came on a timeline that was not ours, right? Because I was pregnant within our first year of marriage. So we were newlyweds, we were new parents, we were still learning each other, you know? Um, and I did not date for five years. You wow. Know? We married within two years, right? We became parents within that first year. So there were a lot of things happening, there were a lot of moving parts, you know? But alas, here we are. Here mm -hmm. we are. I am doing motherhood as best as I possibly can. And um, I'm trying to parent consciously. There's a trending term right now. Yes. Gentle parenting. And it is not for the faint of heart. And if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Okay? <laughs> so what does being a mother mean to you outside of of? your duties and, and all your expectations? I would say that it's raising kind human beings. Mm -hmm. um, just nurturing them as the blessings I know that they are from God. I am trying to, we are trying to raise incredible little humans to the best of our ability. And being a mother, to me, it means doing just that putting my best foot forward in raising them. Yes. You know, extending the apology where it needs to be extended. Giving myself and them grace every time it is needed. Um, 
and enjoying life with them uh, because our daughters deserve to be happy. They deserve to be healthy, um, not just physically, but emotionally and, and spiritually, you know? Yes. Um, just all of those reasons and more, I feel, um, just makes up for me being being a mom. And it's not a, a, a role I take lightly whatsoever. Yes, I completely understand that. And that's a kind of a conversation that I had with my older brother in Florida, I was saying to him, you know, what are you doing for your boys to help them to be an advantage, to have an advantage in this world as they they grow up and become adults themselves? Are you putting your boys in situations where they're networking with other people and learning about different professions and, you know, hopefully learning about themselves and their limitations and their strengths? And so with that, that's kind of, it's it's a lot of work to have to do what you say as being a mother and then at the same time educate them and make sure that their vision is wide open so they don't feel like they only have one direction to go down, which is your plan, but also to, to let them see the world and see themselves in the world in multiple different professions and learning about financing, taking them grocery shopping, say this is what the deals look like, that's the full price, budgeting, teaching them financial intelligence, all of that comes into to being a mother and a father. So that's kind of why I really wanted to include that question to you because I know you're very intentional and I know that you're covering all of your bases at every moment even if you're cooking or you're working on something and your kids come around and they start asking questions I can already imagine you being the type of person to stop what you're doing to look around and have that conversation with your child and explain it in a little bit more detail so that they understand completely and help to develop their minds yeah I definitely try my best to do that yeah that growth mindset you know <laughs> Um, being a millennial mom, what kind of challenges did or do you face? I feel like I'm constantly pulled in so many different directions all at once. For example, if the girls are not feeling well, you know, it's hard. It is hard because I still have my job that I have to show up to and I have to bring my full self. I still have a whole husband that um, I'm partnered with to do life with. You know, there are different things happening and it's sometimes it feels like I'm juggling too much at times and it's just not so easy to be like, you know what, I don't want to do any of this today. And there are days when I feel like, you know, at least once every other week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I can't. I have to keep moving. And so something that I do to keep myself sane is maintaining a routine. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing overly rigid, but it works for my household. And it's something that we try to stick to as much as, and also just having you know, some me time weekly. I, I aim for Saturday night to have that time to lack of fair time and, and just, you know, spend time filling my cup. So that I'm able to pour into those that have to live with me and have to deal with me daily. <laughs> yes, I understand that. Yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so after having your child, when did you decide to be an influencer? Was this an idea that you came up with one day or were you just inspired? I started this influencer life when I was on maternity leave the first time, so I had just had Charlotte and I decided that I wanted to share that journey with the world. Like I said, I enjoyed taking up space as a black woman unapologetically. And I decided that this is something I wanted to do. I was on maternity leave. I had some time at night. I have to be specific (laughs) because newborns, you know, they, they take work. I was responsible for this new little person in my life. And I didn't have a template or a blueprint, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had that going on, but 
something that had changed was that I was up two, three times a night. And something that I have always loved was writing. Um, it's a part of me. And so I decided that I wanted to do this thing and do it very purposefully and see if I could earn an extra income from it. So I dove headfirst into it and it wasn't hard to do because I have been on social media since it was a thing, you know. Mm -hmm. I just decided that I wanted to get to a place where I could monetize that. Yes. And I was able to pursue that plan when I was on maternity leave with our first daughter. Okay. All right. You have really stepped up your branding with your Instagram page at Read Love Co. I haven't seen your TikTok as of yet, but what are your plans and your vision? My plan or my vision, I should say, for my brand is to make create, I should say, continue to create a safe space for black women and other women of color specifically. I want to see more of us doing well Mm -hmm. and I would like to be a part of creating that space so that that can happen, you know? Yes. So for me, I hope to continue with the brand, sharing my love for millennial marriage and motherhood and just life period you will not see me doing a ton of shopping hauls because that's not a reflection of my real life does this mean that i don't want to do it not at all i'm a former or i should say a recovering shopaholic right but that is just not realistic for my life you know so you're not going to see me doing a ton of hauls you're just going to see me sharing my life as i am currently living it yes you know i want to make space for other women that that look like me, um, for, for other women of color and their family, encouraging them, affirming them in this season, whatever mm-hmm. season that is, affirming them in that season, you know? Um, but yeah, in short, that is what I want my brand to stand for. I want it to continue to grow and flourish and just be a positive space, a healthy space. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm open. I'm, I'm open to the different forms in which that can happen. So we'll see. We'll see. I had a lot of big hopes and dreams, but juggling a demanding nine to five is it's it's challenging with also pursuing an influencer life because there are so many different things that are involved so it doesn't always get my full 150 percent and for now i'm okay with that i am just simply doing the best that i can with the time that i have so if i am making a difference for even one person or if one woman can say that my content put a smile on their face or it was a blessing to them then I've done my job I don't need to go viral I do not need to blow up I simply want to do what is in my heart what feels most natural to me and I enjoy doing it I enjoy creating content I enjoy connecting with other women like some of the women that are near and dear to my heart they are women I have not even met in real life yet <laughs> yes um, so thankful for such an incredible platform and being able to use it the way that I have yes is this your main source of income now that you have gotten a handle on being an influencer definitely not <laughs> <laughs> I have a nine-to-five that is my main source of income being an influencer is secondary I create content um fairly consistently because it's a creative outlet for me mm-hmm. you know um, whatever I earn from it is whatever I earn and it is not consistent by any means it, it's not so it is not something that I depend upon um, maybe one day it will get there that's definitely something that I would love mm-hmm. but for now it's not it's it's definitely a creative outlet that I really enjoy. Yeah. Honestly, though, like all of you, make sure you go check out um, at Read Love Co. I mean, when you made like a huge change, I don't know if it was this year or sometime last year, where all of your content was just, it was so consistent 
the artwork, everything about it, even the, the new photos that you took of your family um, to put on your Instagram page. It was just on that level of uh, an actual Instagram or influencer that is doing so well. So that's kind of one of the reasons why I put that question in is because yeah. it really does look like you are breaking the ceiling. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> I, I'm just not I'm just not breaking the banks. <laughs> if I can say that, I'm not a high-earning influencer. I'm not. I just love what I do, and um, I love social media, period. And I am never going to do something that I don't love. So I don't have to be earning five figures monthly. That would be nice, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. at the end of the day, if I love something, I'm going to continue with it. I know my areas of improvement, even if it doesn't come across that way, that's fine. You know, there are some things that are done on the back end of many things that we will never understand, right? Yes, and that's so true. That's what it is for, for my brand, you know. Um, I look forward to the day when it is when I'm able to earn what I would like to earn consistently. Mm -hmm. But that is not the case now. And I am never going to put it out there as if that is what it is. You yes. know, I post what I want to post when I want to, to do so. And I enjoy it. So know that every piece of content that is that is put out there, um, I enjoy doing just that, you know? Yes. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Yes, and I'm glad to, to hear that. I mean... There will come a day when, you know, everything in your life becomes a little bit easier and you'll be able to put a lot more focus into creating that that level of income that you want from being an influencer. So I'm I want to put it out in the universe and manifest that it's going to happen when the time is right. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast episode or this podcast episode. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your journey, sharing, being honest about the challenges that come with being a, a, husband, a wife, a mom, and, you know, someone that works full time. So I truly, truly appreciate your contribution to to all of the work that I've done on the podcast, really trying to to strengthen women, bring truth, um, including men as as well. So I'm glad that you were able to participate in this conversation with me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. For sure. Thank you, Bloomers, for supporting Orchid Bloom's podcast. Don't forget to click the follow button under Orchid Bloom's podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbeam. Visit our social media pages for updates on our guests per week and our guests on the YouTube channel. Our social media pages are Facebook at The Ambitious Obsession, Instagram and Twitter at The Ambitious Ops. Don't forget to share your favorite episode with your family and your friends. And I do hope you have a splendid Mother's Day.